question you may ask yourself is, are you taking the right medications? Today on our podcast, I'm pleased to welcome Veronica Latinsky, who is president and CEO of one of our partners called PillCheck. PillCheck does a genetic test called pharmacogenics that gives us a clear outline of what medications work and which ones don't based on our genetics. An interesting statistic is over 78% of the time, medications that were, people were taking prior to taking this test had to be changed based on their genetics. I've personally done it. We've had many of our members done it, and it's great to have a roadmap to know what medications work for your genetic makeup. Feel free to reach out to our navigation team to connect you with PillCheck so that you can have this valuable test done for you and your family. Sit back and enjoy today's show. Hi, Veronica. Hi, Kevin. Great how to see you. Yeah, how are you doing? Doing very well. It's nice to have uh, spring warm weather here in Ontario. Yes, exactly. And you're joining us from Dundas, Ontario. So uh, again, th thanks so much for joining us. And I was reminiscing the last time you and I met, uh, which was over a dinner prior to Advoca uh, and Pilchak coming together. But uh, you, you um, obviously that dinner was uh, was uh, some success for both of us, but it was quite a while ago, right? So, well, I guess uh, uh, maybe consistency is a sign of mastery because uh, I continue with the same business of personalized medicine and bringing advances in uh, science and digital health to wider universe of people and. Uh, uh, with launch of Advoca, you've kind of taken your passion for health uh, to broader world of benefits too. Yeah, I think, you know, when I look back at, you know, you as a, as a great partner of Advoca and, you know, when I look back, it's you and I both have similar interests, as you just stated, and that's helping people lead healthy, uh, healthier and happier and more productive lives. And I think if at the end of the day, we can do that for people through us working together and working with other partners, then... Uh, then we're, we've got a great purpose in life, right? So, yeah. So, so um, for the benefit of our listeners, uh, Veronica, would you mind just maybe just giving a little background, whatever you care to share? About myself? Yeah, personally. That'd sure. be great. Well, um, I uh, live with a dog and a child and a spouse in a small town in Ontario. I am uh, professionally sort of a hybrid. So my first uh, education was in science and I worked as a medicinal chemist uh, with the Lawrence Livermore lab in California for a while. And then uh, decided to move into corporate finance. So I worked for a couple of uh, large uh, banks in the States and um, became very interested in how science and advances in science actually make it into the real world. And uh, so for the last um, little over two decades, I've been really in the innovation world, helping uh, technology and the invention in the medical arena to become widely used and used in a scaled way. Uh, so the kind of things that are typically would be available in the most advanced research setting, my mission in life is to make them available to everyone and make it accessible and affordable to uh, large numbers of people. 
Oh, excellent. Good. Yeah, you know what? I, I actually was listening to a podcast earlier today, and what you were saying reminds me of a similar message that basically taking all science, and in this individual's case, it was biology, and then how, how to make that real to the real world, right, and useful to the real world. So, uh, so hats off to you, because, you know, to bring those two things together is often very difficult. So that's excellent. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yes, very true. It's, um, um, I often compare uh, health industry to airline because it's always a service experience that we have as a patient, but uh, as a person struggling with a health condition, I'm not really a normal person. My priorities are different. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we need to really recognize and bring a lot of empathy to this kind of industry. Yeah, for sure. And um, how you, you briefly touched on it, but how did you make that bridge? I'm interested. How did you make the bridge from, let's say, the science and the scientific, and then you were in capital markets? And then how did you then bridge that over to the health sector? Well, the, um, so the leap from science into business as a young woman for me it was very easy. I thought everything I learned in the MBA program was really, really kind of piece of cake in comparison to quantum chemistry and uh, structural chemistry I studied before. Um, the uh, big adjustment I had to make and uh, young people who got into universities and now thinking about where to go from that place and, uh, often ask me that question, how do you make the transition? What's different about being in a research field versus business? And um, I really see business as a great uncontrolled experiment where we're all trying to do our best based on rules. Uh, but um, there, you basically uh, proceed on the premise and facts that are available to you. And in science, we have ability to control our setting. So um, it was very much a revelation uh, for me going from a very rigorous academic setting to um, invest in banking where you, yes, you make big decisions based on analysis, but let's say your analysis, there's a lot of assumptions in that analysis. Yes. And um, uh, the, it also, uh, that work uh, got me interested in uh, really comprehending how we think and uh, how different types of thinking uh, help organizations or sometimes hinder our decision-making. And uh, I became a huge fan of using uh, collaborative practices to attack really complex problems. So a um, few years ago, uh, I married a Canadian man, we moved to Canada and uh, I ended up working at the Mars Center, yeah. uh, we, downtown Toronto, which is uh, very well known for its uh, innovation programs and also uh, really taking in that collaborative approach, uh, tackling sometimes very difficult problems. And um, uh, so that's been kind of a red line, uh, I guess, in my personal and professional choices. And I very much enjoy working across uh, expert domains and um, bringing perspective from different worlds to uh, 
put together a new solution. Yeah, yeah. And that's, of course, that's what Mars is all about. We're a big fan of Mars and, and we've met many great partners, including yourself through, through that great organization. And I agree. I mean, I think at the end of the day, the more we can collaborate to, uh, to help people or to come up with the very best solutions, and in our case, the very best health solutions, I think you're much better off uh, through collaboration than doing it alone, you know, which is what you've done. Yes, yes, very much true. And um, uh, truthfully, Kevin, as a, ultimately, I think myself as a student of nature, and uh, if you look at our body, it all works in concert. There's no debate between your liver and kidney, who is more important or whether kidney is more useful. You kind of need both. Um, <laughs> so yeah. I'm thinking about any um, successful organization or undertaking, it really finds a way to incorporate those varied uh, views, functions, perspective for the benefit of the whole. Yeah, excellent. So um, again, you're helping many of our members and we thank you through, uh, for that on a daily basis uh, through your services. So um, can you just share with us the next step is how you ended up at uh, PillCheck and why you're passionate about what your organization does? Uh, yes, thank you uh, for this question. So just a little bit about uh, uh, PillCheck and um, why is it important? So. PillCheck is a service available through Advoca, uh, which is based on the science of pharmacogenetics. And um, as the word implies, we're dealing with uh, pharmacological information and genetic information. Uh, why is it important for anyone? Uh, the same way as we look different, our body types are different, our color of our hair is different, we're also different on the inside. And uh, what it means if someone is prescribed medications that a particular type of medication that may work very well for one person may not work for you in exactly the same way, or it would, uh, so you may need to have a different medication or adjust a dose. And um, uh, the reason is you can say our ancestry. Uh, and um, in fact, 95% uh, of people have some genetic variations affecting drug response. Uh, so if I would say out of all advocate members, pretty much everybody is different. And the um, way it comes into play is um, if someone has a medical condition uh, that's diagnosed and uh, you're looking for pharmaceutical therapy, uh, to fix the problem, that pharmaceutical, uh, that molecule has to be present in your body at a specific concentration. And um, if your body processes the medication too quickly or too slowly, it just won't work at a standard dose. So you would need an adjustment, higher, lower. And as you can imagine, the moment you start taking two medications, which is quite common uh, for someone who had, say, uh, cardiovascular issues, we typically prescribe three pills at once. So if you're one of those people, uh, which is a lot of people after 40, <laughs> um, uh, chances are that some of your therapies would not work for you, uh, assuming you're an average person, because nobody is really average. So 
PillCheck service includes a DNA analysis. So we're taking saliva from your uh, cheek swab. It's a kit that you receive at home. Then you send it to our partner lab and um, the lab performs the analysis. And then your DNA data <clears throat> is reviewed in the context of your medical care by a specially trained clinical pharmacist. So it's someone who is not trying to sell you more pills, but really is on your side advocating for your health and helping uh, any physician or specialist that you might be seeing in Canada or outside of Canada to really choose a therapy that works best based on your unique DNA profile. Yeah, so I, I mean, I've had the test done as many of our members uh, have as well, but I've had it done myself. And, you know, what it really did for me, just what you said, but it, it basically short list, it listed these medications work for you and these medications don't. And, you know, from my perspective, I look at that as personalized medicine, right? In other words, personalized, because I think the, I'll say the old days of medicine where one size fits all. Um, you know, where let's say a certain uh, a medical professional will provide, will prescribe the same type of cholesterol medication to every patient or the same type of blood pressure medication to every patient. And, you know, the value that I see in your, your program uh, is that it, there's no, it, it's genetically based, first of all, and it's based on your genetics um, and what will work and what work, won't work based on your genetic makeup. Is that a fair way of, of explaining it? Yes, that's a great way to explain it. And um, uh, since the word genetics came up, uh, let me put it into little context. So uh, if you think about genetics, it's like a big book with sort of like a war and peace of biology. <laughs> so lots of content there. And um, with the PillCheck program, we're looking at a very small subset of your DNA uh, that is relevant only to processing medications. So we're not looking at uh, your ancestry or predicting potentially risk of any medical condition. Uh, so that's by choice. We recognize some people maybe don't want to know those things. And uh, we also want to make the service very, very affordable, uh, but uh, using the most cutting edge advanced science. Yeah. And uh, uh, so one of the things we also do at PillCheck, we recognize that because it's your DNA, you don't need to repeat this test. You do it only once. And uh, we retain the DNA analysis. Uh, and over time, as new evidence comes up, new medications come to the market, we update your PillCheck report. So uh, you're always up to date in terms of uh, your predicted response to medications available for prescribing in your, uh, in Canada, say. And um, another small point that may be of interest to um, you and me, because uh, we also work in the group benefits market. So um, ethnicity and race are both concepts used in medicine as a way of categorizing people of shared ancestry and uh, physical traits. And um, uh, a specific uh, thing like drug response, we're dealing with it with pill check, 
So drug response varies from person to person because of our ancestors' exposure to the very types of foods and plants that they ingested. So somebody with ancestry from uh, Southeast Asia will have a very different genetic makeup uh, versus somebody like me who comes from Northern Europe. And uh, uh, in order for our bodies to use some medications properly, the cells in our bodies must make a few chemical changes that convert them into an active form, just like we do with, um, with the food we eat. And so uh, genetic variations in any population exist on a spectrum, making every person unique. So by bringing PillCheck into the workplace programs, we're really addressing kind of very old inequities that unfortunately creeped into our practices in medicine, maybe unconsciously, uh, because by its very nature, pill check and benefits reflects the unique health needs of individuals with uh, ancestry from different parts of the world. Yeah, you bring up a very good point. And as you mentioned, I've been in the benefits business over 30 years. And I just think of how many people are likely on medications or have been on medications that perhaps aren't working or aren't working as effectively as an alternative medication. I mean, when I look at and one of the reasons we added your company to our platform is what a because of your scientific uh, approach to it. Um, but B, you know, personally, I look at it and I say, why wouldn't everybody get this test? Like, I mean, uh, that you know, we've we've all heard stories of people that you know, let's say, situations where they're hospitalized for some reason. Let's say somebody has an infection or about, and then I'll say by trial and error, certain medications are prescribed, and maybe one doesn't work, and then another doesn't work, and then lo and behold, one works. Whereas if you'd done the pill check, you know, your type of genetic testing, pharmacogenics in the first place, they're going to know what would work and and start with that what the most likely. Uh, solution, right? So I think, you know, the other way, which I think is, is super important is the cost savings that you can drive, I'll say out of our whole system, like out of, you know, employee benefits, customers, uh, hospitals, uh, everything, you know, it's, it's, it, I just think it's such a valuable test. Um, question for you, why, why at, at a consumer level and uh, for our advocate members, why is it important? Like, you know, I'm saying we should, everybody should have this done. For, can, can you give us a synopsis? Why do you believe it should be done? And, and along with that is, do you have any stats on when somebody does the test, the percentage of, of uh, medications that they should perhaps uh, change to an alternative medication? Um, certainly. So <clears throat> you described it perfectly, Kevin. Uh, some, when my mom asks me what kind of business you're running, I tell her, I'm in the business of time. And I'm not really cheeky about that, but uh, um, we really, with the pill check on hand, people feel better sooner because they're on the right medication. It's really that simple. And um, uh, all the time uh, potentially wasted on, you know, doctors sometimes call it medication misadventures. Uh, that's what we're addressing. We're addressing the mismatch between the medication that's prescribed and your actual biology, what goes on inside of your body. And uh, uh, we've done recently 
uh, actually about nine, nine months ago, we published results uh, of a clinical trial. It was a randomized clinical trial using PillCheck program for people with uh, moderate depression and anxiety. And um, uh, that uh, study uh, showed that our product accelerates recovery for people by uh, about 12 weeks. So there was a spread between nine to 13 weeks. And um, uh, really what this um, uh, study showed uh, that uh, uh, trying a prescription drug first without pharmacogenetic guidance is a bit of a lottery uh, because uh, well, specifically in mental health, only about 40% of people get the right drug on the first try on the first try. And um, once a person fails to get the relief from a first medication that they were prescribed, the chance of recovery actually diminishes. And um, uh, having pill check on hand. And having pill check on hand really addresses this problem uh, head on. Yeah, I, I'll just share a personal um, situation is a number of years ago, I was actually training out West and I nicked my elbow on a on some sort of plant or I was either bitten or something. Anyways, it, it became infected and it and they were quite worried. You know, first of all, they gave me antibiotics and then they actually gave me some IV and it didn't work, it wasn't working. And, and they were very concerned because it was potentially traveling and could turn into flesh eating disease and, and that type of thing. And um, the way I fixed it is I actually went to another doctor and, the do and that doctor said, oh, all these other prescriptions they've been trying are all the same of, they're all one family. So I'm gonna give you another family. And I think, you know, to your, using your example that if I had pharmacogenics done, which I don't even know if it existed then, it probably did somewhere. Uh, but it probably cost about $10,000 at the time. But um, if I had had that, then I clearly would have known and the doctor would have known what works and what doesn't work. You know, it's just yeah. such, a, such a valuable, valuable. Uh, yeah, no, you, you're exactly right, Kevin. And um, um, uh, the other side of it that uh, I find also critically important for people who really want to feel like they're, you know, a bit of a CEO of your health. Uh, that um, you really understand what's going on. And so typically our clients are people who are proactive, they want to be, be informed and uh, kind of stay on top of things. So um, the big part of our service is a medication review with a clinical pharmacist uh, because um, evidence shows and we see in practice that um, DNA test alone is not enough um, because uh, there has to be kind of a connection there between, okay, here's the result. And now physician who may not be as familiar with genetics actually needs to know what to do with, with that new information. And um, uh, it's very common when um, uh, people get their pill check done they get it for a reason. Let's say they were prescribed something for anxiety. And then when they get into it deeper, they say, oh yes, and sometimes I also take uh, um, Tecta for digestion. 
And I also take this uh, vitamin when I feel like, <laughs> so all those things actually truly going down the same hole. And when pharmacist looks at your DNA together with everything you're ingesting in pill form, they can truly guide not just you, but also your physician or your healthcare provider, nurse practitioner, uh, in terms of what's the best treatment for you. And sometimes the recommendation is the best treatment for you is not to take pills because it will be very difficult for you to actually find a medicine that would address this problem precisely. Um, and uh, um, what we're achieving with the pill check is really bringing an individual and the healthcare provider to the same page. So uh, they see the same information, and uh, they can make a decision together, what's the best treatment path for me as a person? Yeah, no, that's excellent. Um, you touched a bit on uh, depression and anxiety. Um, how does PillCheck help people with uh, I'll, I'll, a bigger category, I'll just say mental health issues, because my, my uh, experience and our experience with mental health is the, generally they'll prescribe what they feel is the best medications and then it's and then it's a very long process because if it's not working, I'll say they tweak it. Like after thirty days, they'll say, "Well, let's tweak it." And now, how are you feeling? Oh, uh, you know, still not one hundred percent. Okay, let's tweak this, right? And it could literally take months or years till they actually get it, get it the right uh, combination of medications. So I'd be interested to know how how uh, pill check can help in the mental health space. Right. So. Um... PillCheck covers about 70% of everything prescribed in Canada. And um, uh, we have over 55, let me get the number, 60 medications uh, that are routinely prescribed to treat a wide range of mental health conditions. So we have very good coverage there. And um, we also have uh, quite a few consulting pharmacists on our roster uh, who specialize in more complex conditions like bipolar, ADHD, uh, difficulty to depression. The, um, so it's definitely a very, very powerful tool uh, to consider if somebody is looking at mental health treatments. Uh, what we also, because this is such a big area for us, um, I had the privilege of uh, being briefed by people who work in uh, uh, psychiatry, mental health, and um, uh, it's um, one of the areas of personalized medicine that is very well evolved um, and uh, evolved in the sense that there are established clinical guidelines recommending to psychiatrists how to prescribe using genetic information. So uh, sitting here, 22, I would say it's um, just a good medical practice to consider a person's genetics when looking at potential pharmaceutical treatment for the individual uh, with a mental health condition. Another thing about mental health is that um, you know, we categorize uh, people by condition, but um, um, 
the there's more emerging evidence that our categories and diagnosis um, they're getting better, but they're not yet truly precise, reflective of biology. And uh, it's often an experience of a person that they had one mental health condition and look, five years later, they have another one. Seems like lottery, bad luck. But uh, in fact, there's something in their wiring that uh, it's not lots of different conditions. It just, that's how they're built. And with appropriate support, they can function very, very well. And um, uh, especially in the pandemic, um, I think we're kind of sitting in a bit of a time bomb as far as um, the intensity and frequency of uh, mental health concern in our society overall. And um, uh, we see currently a bit of a preference uh, to use, to steer people towards digital therapy such as CBT over initiation of drug therapy uh, in many wellness um, and uh, disability claims programs. But um, what evidence really shows is that yes, therapy such as CBT is undeniably helpful, but utilization and engagement rates are very low for people who are truly struggling to get over their symptoms. Uh, it's just hard for a person who can't get out of bed to start you know, engaging with therapy in a wholesome way. And so uh, international research studies using large data sets show that to achieve recovery for moderate depression, it's best to start with a precise and personalized pharmaceutical treatment so choice of therapy guided by uh, pharmacogenetics, especially the dosage, because those are so important. And then once the person gets better, they can engage in uh, uh, therapy, whether in person or using digital tools. And uh, then CBT and other therapy is actually very helpful to win off medications. Uh, and uh, bring person back to health. So it's really the combination of both pharmaceutical treatments and therapy that achieves the best results in yeah. mental health. Yeah, for sure. And you know what, hot, hats off to your organization because I, you know, you just think of, I, there's been a huge influx of uh, mental health claims, uh, especially in the whole insurance industry and disability claims. Um, it's one of the biggest issues that insurers are, are dealing with now. So. Uh, anything that can be done to help people get the right solution, the quickest solution, and the personalized solution that will work for them is everybody's going to win by it. You know, so I, I there was a there's a psychologist I recall talking to probably about a year ago, and I was actually telling him about pharmacogenics and saying, you know, you can get this on all your patients. And he wasn't aware, like he actually said, really? Like, how do we get that? <laughs> and so of course I mentioned pill check and our company and everything else, but you know, so I, I think a year later, probably it's, it's probably a lot more common than it was then. Um, but, you know, as I said earlier, you know, I, I believe it's a test everybody should get. Well, uh, thank you for saying that. I believe that too. Um, the, the awareness is uh, expanding. Uh, what we're finding um, that uh, there is um, eh, there's a little bit of a um, 
finance barrier. So often the people who are already on disability, uh, they may have hard time actually paying uh, $500 for a test. And um, um, we've been building very substantial evidence for insurance companies and plan sponsors to provide uh, economic justification for coverage. And uh, the, uh, so this evidence is building up and uh, uh, what we're finding kind of, I share with you the highlights. So what actually drives cost savings and why is it worthwhile at the organizational level? Uh, so let's say you're a company with 100 employees. Uh, very likely about 25%, so 25 people will be making some kind of uh, drug claims. It varies depending on the organization. Let's use that number. And um, uh, what we see from our practice that anyone who has been just diagnosed with a condition that requires pharmaceutical therapy, likely chronic condition, or someone who is considering pharmaceutical therapy for symptoms of anxiety, depression, um, or somebody who is already taking two or three medications. These are all good candidates for pill check. And um, um, what we also see in the workplace that uh, HR groups, employers, they don't necessarily want to get involved into deciding should I give pill check to Kevin or should I give it to Veronica? So uh, a better model is to provide coverage uh, for pill check and uh, people who really need it opt in. We don't really see among our clients, uh, people getting it uh, purely for entertainment purposes because uh, it's uh, it takes uh, quite a bit of uh, actions, right? You have to do your cheek swab, you have to read your report and have a conversation with the uh, healthcare provider. And um, um, I've been involved in health innovation for a while now. One thing I know for sure is if people are not ill, they don't want to talk about medicine. <laughs> uh, and so, um, we rolled out the program for group benefits where it's uh, available as a subscription at the fixed utilization rate. And we set this utilization rate based on what we see as an experience with this kind of organization. So it's typically uh, in the neighborhood of uh, 10, 12%. And it's never really been uh, exceeded yet uh, because uh, you know, that's kind of the makeup of working population. These are the people who really need it. And uh, uh, the benefit of the plan sponsor is you're already paying drug benefits, might as well pay for drugs at work, that's one. And second, as you described, Kevin, uh, when someone is on the wrong medication, it's just a nightmare for the person, for the workplace, for their family. Uh, and you really want to fix it as quickly as you can.
Yeah, and I would say, and the third point would be it'll it'll avoid people going off or being off on disability, uh, which is even a, a bigger cost to the organization, right? And in, in in manpower and having to hire someone else and, and just the pure disability costs. So it's uh, it just makes a lot a lot of sense. So um, lastly, I just like to, your opinion on where you see this going into the future. Like, what do you see as the future of pharmacogenics and, you know, looking at down three, five or 10 years down the road? Well, um, what we see happening, so uh, we work in Canada and also in Europe. So we supply our service through a distribution partner in the EU. And we've been kind of keeping track of genomic programs around the world. So um, with the pandemic now kind of entered people's awareness, uh, more people want to talk about uh, medical things or feel like they can uh, provide an opinion on those things. Uh, so it's been um, in general elevated awareness in terms of uh, yes, biology is complicated and uh, it's worthwhile personalizing treatments. Um, so what we see across the board is uh, greater willingness and awareness to use digital tools to take care of my health and my family health and uh, be really in, in the driver's seat in terms of uh, what's available to me and how quickly I can get what I need to get well. Yeah, yeah and, and, I, and I would say, you know, to echo it, it's right, right medications at the right quantity at the right time, right? That's in a nutshell, I think, if I can summarize kind of what you, you do or uh, a people, uh, people with a health ailment, health issue, it's the right medication, uh, right quantity and at the right time, right? And to get them back quicker and sooner and get them feeling well. Yes, 100%. And uh, uh, you ask, so where I see this going? Um, pharmaceutical industry is global, but genetics is local. So we see the same sort of molecules being marketed in Europe, in Canada, across North America. Uh, and uh, But the effectiveness really varies on the individual level. So we expect more and more doctors um, wanting to have those kind of insights as they're prescribing, although it's not a requirement, but we're seeing more and more people demanding it uh, because nobody wants to feel like a guinea pig. Uh, and uh, the other thing that um, is really happening across the board, people become more aware that we don't have endless budgets as taxpayers or as private individuals for health. Uh, there's always some kind of level of uh, uh, resource allocation, budgeting, we're making choices. And um, uh, when you have pharmacogenetics available, uh, you're making informed choices. So rather than building a drug formulary that says, anything above $10,000 I'm not paying. Uh, you uh, looking at medications that would help the person to get better. And um, the cost savings that we see, um, it's typically reduction in drug spend 
about 5%. Uh, for a large organization, it's pretty substantial number that's up quickly. And um, what we also see is when you give pill check to 100 people who need it, 78% uh, have some change to their dosing or uh, prescription. Wow, that's substantial. So 78% of people, it, it, it would indicate they're either on the wrong dosage or the wrong medication. Wow. Exactly. Yes. wow. That's, that, that says it all, you know, basically that, you know, that's saying 78%, almost eight, eight out of 10 people are on the wrong or wrong medication or wrong dosage. Substantial. Right. And um, um, as I get older, I don't like talking about it, but the fact is, as we get older, chances are that you'll be prescribed something. <laughs> and um, uh, the, um, uh, so it's worthwhile if you need something to start on the right medication. Excellent. Excellent. Well, Veronica, just uh, um, wrapping up here again, I just want to thank you so, so much. Um, and you mentioned earlier how simple the test is. I've done it. Many of our members have done it. It's a simple saliva test that comes to your home. Uh, so for any of our advocate members uh, or any of the public that's interested, uh, please reach out to our health navigation team, our navigation nurses. Uh, they have all the details and they can arrange this on uh, this test. Uh, on your behalf. And again, it's very simple. And uh, it's something that I believe in, as you can probably tell personally, and that's why I wanted to have you on uh, today. So again, thank you for all you do to help our members. And thank you for being an excellent partner uh, of Advoca Health. Perfect. Thank you. It's my pleasure, Kevin. And thank you for inviting me to be a guest here. Awesome. Well, have a great rest of the day. Thanks yeah. a lot, Veronica. Bye. Thanks for tuning into our podcast today. For all of our listeners, I invite you to visit AdvocateHealth.com where you can easily become an Advocate member to take advantage of some of the amazing services we offer. You can also access our latest blogs and listen to some of the best medical advice available on our podcast. Don't forget to grab a copy of my latest book, It's Never Too Late to Be Healthy, that is available to order through our website. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.